I know I might have a Rolls Royce and this and that and the other, but like I spend such a minute amount of my money because I think in the back of my head, I'm always programmed to think like, what, remember what happened to dad? Like he lost it all real fast. Like, don't be a dumbass. Don't, don't go buying things. Don't go buy an island just because you want an island. Like buy the things that you need, buy some things that make you happy, but like, don't be like too much of a risk taker and too frivolous. Hey guys, the wolf is here in the wolf's den for another amazing podcast. You guys are going to love this one. Uh, I try really hard to always get the best of the best. You know, I succeed most of the time sometimes. eh, You know, it's not the best of the best. But in this case, this is the best of the best at what he does. Uh, Got Anthony Morrison here, my friend Anthony, who is literally the number one person in the world in digital publishing, meaning how do you create and market courses, essentially, really create the courses more than anything, right? Right. The how-to courses of the world for everything from how to sell products online, how to really, how to create educational courses to sell, certification courses. Um, And I got to tell you something flat out. I want you to go into this knowing that, um, this is an incredibly well-respected and ethical guy. Everything he says, he's got the best reputation in the industry. Seriously, number one. So let your guard down. This is going to be nothing but wisdom, and you can take this to the bank, all right? So listen up here because it's worth the price of admission, and it's free to listen. <laughs> there is no vision, <laughs> It's right? worth free. It's worth free. No, it's amazing. So listen, why don't we get started right at the top, okay? Explain what digital publishing is in your own words. You know, I think digital publishing, at least for me— is it's the ability to take the information that we have, right? Put it in a way that people can consume it, understand it, and then actually use what they've learned, right, in their lives, um, and and do it all online. You know, when I was when I was in college, I was reading books. Uh, you know, we we talked about before before I came on here. I was a I was a biology major. I was going to medical school. Me this too. this this whole internet marketing thing wasn't really my plan. And I I remember wondering why I was reading books that were. 15 years old, right? right? Like why why are you why am I spending $40,000 a year to learn something that's 15 years old? It didn't make sense to me. Especially in biology probably where like 15 years yeah. is like like an eternity, right? right? Yeah, like it's not even valid anymore. I know. And it was and it's it's interesting because with the internet now we can take that information, we can package it, we can publish it, we can share it with people, we can sell it to people, but then we can keep it up to date. And and that's what I love about it. So, from, so let to understand. Um, so, if you are an entrepreneur, let's say you're in the info business, right? So, you're the guy that will basically say, "Okay, listen, I will show you how to take the stuff that you know that you're an expert in and turn that into an online course that you can actually sell." Right. Right. And then, in terms of how you the marketing side, you leave that to someone else. You're the expert in the publishing side. Uh, I do both. You do both. I do both. Yeah. Okay. I mean, when when I first started this, the 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 reason that I even went into this was, I started making, man, when I was like 22 years old, I I, I well, I mean, I I told you this before, but my dad he lost his life savings in 24 hours with WorldCom, and I was going to medical school. That was that was my my deal. I had no man, desire. Bernie, Bernie Evers, right? So that makes it. Yeah. Chill yeah. up your spine. You know, as you... And, you know, it's funny is I remember my dad telling me. 
uh, when he invested, he was in real estate. He sold all of his real estate in his mid sixties. He retired. He was had plenty of money. They bought MCI and, and then... he did. Well, he told me he said I can go down and put my finger on that building because it was in Clinton, Mississippi, and that's where that's where I went to school. So he felt there was this like comfort level with with it being like a local business a tangible business and could touch it you know and 24 hours after he put his life savings in it it went bankrupt and um and so then i started i started seeing what happens when 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 something like that happens to you i started like at a young age i saw what that does to you know to a family to a marriage to to children right and i i kept trying to inspire my dad. I kept saying, look, man, you've made, you know, you made millions of dollars in real estate. You own banks, you own car dealerships, you did all this stuff. Like you can do it. You know, like I kept, I remember I'd have conversations like two hour long conversations every night with him about, you know, you can do this, you can do this, but sometimes you're just beaten too bad. You know, sometimes you just make a mistake, you make one error and it's just, it, it doesn't matter what you do. You cannot quickly recover it. Mm-hmm. And for us, it meant, my parents losing their home, me not having the money all of a sudden to go to school, you know, and, and finish. And so it happened that fast, just like almost overnight. Yeah. And, and so I, I, I remember when it happened, when all of a sudden the whole fraud was, you know, right. it was, he was doing accounting fraud, so yeah. carrying forward something. Right. Yeah. And I, I remember the whole thing, you know, it was un, unrealized losses basically on the books. Right. Yeah. And it was, it was a, that was, that was a real defining uh, moment, you know, for, for me, because I looked at it and I said, you know, I got to figure out how to help them. But my dad was, he was gung-ho. Like he wanted me going to medical school. Mm. It didn't matter what happened. Yeah. I was going to medical school. So like dropping out of school and getting a, a regular job and that wasn't going to work. So I started looking for ways to make money on the internet. And man, I, I started this, my first business was selling car parts. I mean, for a Ford Mustang, like legitimately one car. All right, we're here with my favorite sponsors of all. Blue Chew, the erection pill of all erection pills. Chewable, hits you like that. Listen, let me tell you the problem with the old stuff. You know, the name, the V, right? You know what it is. Here's the problem. You have to take it on an empty stomach. How spontaneous. Oh, honey, wait, I can't have sex because we just ate. So your dick's like, come on, all right? You want to really get a world-class erection, battering ram ready. I'm talking about an erection that teaches someone a lesson, okay? This is the drug for you, and it's legal. Your doctor's going to prescribe it. In fact, the actual have a doctor speak to you on the phone, deliver it to you in your home, right? With, you know, perfectly, you know, you know, nondescript wrapping. Not to be embarrassed about it. Everyone uses this stuff, right? Everyone Everyone uses this stuff, right? They have stuff for the regular, just, you know, wham, bam, thank you, man, sex. Or they have the whole weekend until you stay hard the whole weekend. This is great stuff, guys. Check it out. And here's the deal. Best part of all, because you're on this podcast, obviously, this is the perfect promo for me, right? Bluetooth.com. Get your first order for free. They're going to give it to you for free. Enter the promo code WOLF. All you have to do, pay $5 shipping and handling. It's free. Check it out. All right. This is from our sponsor, Enclosed, the most awesome lingerie. You can do everything online. Choose your wife. Perfect time, by the way. Wife or girlfriend. Holidays coming up. Rather than trying to figure out what to get her, just get her lingerie. The gift that keeps on giving. They have size guarantees. They tell you what you should buy. Just tell them like what her taste is, right? And boom, they'll help you actually pick out a gift right there online. Awesome program, really is. They also have multi-month gifts. It's the gift that keeps on giving. And here's the deal. 
because you're on this podcast, right? They're giving you a major discount. You get $35 off any purchase of a multi-month gift. Go to getinclosed.com. That's getinclosed.com and check it out. I'm just, trust me, your wife or partner is going to love this. Great stuff. The gift that truly keeps on giving. I mean, it's, I, I sold, I had a Mustang. My dad bought me a Mustang when I was 15 years old and it was the cheapest Mustang GT made. I mean, stripped down, it had the, you had to manually roll the windows up. It was like a race car, you know? And I must have spent $40,000 of his money on that car between then and by the time I went to college. I mean, it had a thousand horsepower. I mean, I was constantly modifying it, you know? And so when I when I figured out, I was like, okay, I need to make some money. I want to make money online. Well, what do I do? I, I kind of immediately reverted to something I knew, something I understood. I knew my customer because I was my customer. So it made sense to me. And I started selling... Um, the, the performance aftermarket parts. Okay. So the internet, and this is what I love about the internet, is it gives anybody an opportunity to succeed. It doesn't matter your age, your gender, you know, your race, your, where you're located, nothing matters. I was uh, 22 years old and I ended up with direct distributorships from almost every major performance part manufacturer in the country at 22 years old. I operated it out of uh, like a, a little corner desk in my bedroom and I mean, and I was shipping these parts all over the world. I had customers in Australia. I had customers in Were Canada. Were you actually taking possession or middling? Oh, I was just drop shipping them, but straight from the manufacturers. And so I built that business to two or $300,000 a month really fast. And it's what kept my- In, in revenue? In revenue with about 20%, 25% okay, so profit margins, give or yeah, take. Yeah. yeah, so I was making decent money. But I also realized real fast that, you know, 10 years ago when I did this, I mean, you know, people weren't, they weren't just putting their credit card numbers in online. They wanted to call. They wanted, they'd shop online, but they still wanted to call you yeah, and say, hey, sure. what, what, are you real? Yeah. So I was on the phone like, man, I had two cell phones with me every day, both with call waiting, and I was still in school. So I had to memorize all the car parts. So I sat down and memorized every part, the part number, the price, what cars it went on, like everything wow. from every manufacturer. And I'd be in class taking a test. I'd walk out when my phone would buzz. I'd take an order, write the information down, go back in and, and finish my test. Like I was 24 seven attached oh, wow. to the phone because I knew that it was an opportunity to make money and every dollar I made, it was a dollar we didn't right. have to worry about. And it was just, that was my main focus. And so I eventually started doing, uh, affiliate marketing just by accident. I needed a credit card. I didn't have one. And I went online to get a credit card and down at the bottom somewhere it said, make money marketing credit cards. <laughs> I was like, sign me up, you know? And so I said, man, if I can make money getting credit cards, I'll, I'll sign up for 50 of them and get paid, you know, $250, $300 a pop. So I started, I, I almost just stumbled into this making money marketing credit cards. So I became one of the largest affiliates for Chase, American Express, Orchard Bank, Household Bank, Advanta, Bank of America, Citibank. I was helping people get and apply for placing, credit cards. Placing ads online? Yeah, I became an affiliate of theirs. I'd place ads on the internet. People would be searching for the best card for students or the best card for, you know, for gas rewards were a big thing back then too. They'd pay you on every sign up. They'd pay me every time somebody signed up. And pretty soon I had that doing $300,000 a month. So now I had two of them doing this. And what do you think started happening? Everybody started coming asking me, like, what are you doing? <laughs> and so I started teaching and I taught my college roommate. He was uh, he and I both. We were 
we weren't the like the smartest guys in our class. We were both going to you know medical school pre med, but we had to study. You know, like we weren't the guys that just like walked in and you know made an A. We had to study. We struggled, and he worked at his dad's suit store, and he said, "I want to know how to do that." You know, and I sat down, I taught him. He made over a million dollars, like before we got out of college. And and I taught my brother. You've had him, I think, on your podcast before. And I, I said, "Man, look, you made." made a million dollars, like, just like that, doing it. And I started just seeing that when you have this information, you have this knowledge, if you can transfer it to people, if you can give it to people, it can change their lives. And that's the reason, that's what got me started in this whole digital publishing world. All I do is I take the stuff that I learn how to do, and then I I put it into a, into a format that other people can understand it, learn it, and then take action with it. And it's just, that's what started me in this whole thing. And, and I've been doing it now for 15 years. So the idea is, so, so what, do you sell this as, um, do you just teach people who, who want to develop courses or is there a, a, is there a business opportunity side of this? Does, if you're an expert, go into the business of selling online courses and I'll show you how to take what you have and make it into courses. Mm-hmm. Is that the yeah. way it works? Yeah. I mean, look, I have an example, like a I, client. I mean, I have very, I have a lot of different, you know, a, a lot of different uh, courses that we've created because what I like to do is I like to take anything that I do online and I do well and I and I and I'm successful with it. I like to turn around and and make that into a course for people, right? So I've I've done it with affiliate marketing. I've mm-hmm. taught people how to do the same thing with the banks and with many other, you know, with many other uh businesses that they can partner with and be an affiliate with. Um, I've done it for writing your own book because I've you know written a book. I've sold over a million copies of it. And so I said, hey, I could teach people that want to write a book how to do it and then how to also sell that book, right? right. And sell it at a large scale. Um, I've taught people how to use Facebook fan pages in their real estate businesses. Like I have 30 different courses that I've, that I've published that are all about the things that I've done. And then I've got a course that teaches people how to create courses because there's so many people that have knowledge that they just don't know how to get out to the world. And I remember being in that spot when, when I wanted to, to start teaching people, the first thing I did was I wrote a book. Mm -hmm. It's called the hidden millionaire. And I said, I'm going to teach people how to do this. And I called QVC. (laughs) QVC. Yeah. I said, I thought, Hey, this is great. If I could just get on QVC (laughs) and they would just talk about my book, people would buy it. And they laughed at me. They didn't even pay me any attention. They just was like, what is this kid calling us about selling a book on QVC? You know, it was just the first, I mean, this was 10 years, 15 years ago. I thought, man, this would be great. And I realized then that most people, including myself, just don't know how to do it. I mean, for me, I just said, hey, I'm going to sell it. Like I was too excited about it. So hell, I just filmed my own television show (laughs) and ran the TV show myself. We ran an infomercial uh, with Mark Victor Hansen, the chicken soup for the soul, you know, co-author. Let's let's stop right there. Okay. So that is, um, you said that very, oh, I just did it myself. How how most people though, (laughs) probably wouldn't just do that. Okay. Yeah, well, what well, explain to me the process, all right? So so you already had some success, right? You had this yeah. success essentially. It started with almost by accident, you said, right? Yeah. Where you need to make some money, right? It's and and um it started with auto parts because right. that's something that you knew. Then you transitioned from there to credit cards and you became a very uh, large player in the uh, as, a, as an affiliate mm-hmm. for the banks, right? Uh and then um did you go right from there into 
creating courses with them more product things you kept teaching no that i went straight from that i you know i was doing both of those businesses i never quit i mean we still have the mustang performance business yeah. today we still yeah. do affiliate marketing today it's just i had started having so many people ask me to teach them i sat down i taught my brother i taught my college roommate i taught people and yeah. then i thought hey i want to teach more people but how do i do that? i can't do it you know just me to my them my question is though is that how did you just go from there to filming a TV commercial? Who taught you? Who taught you about ad buying? Who taught you about yeah. infomercials? So there had to be, what I'm trying to do is, uh, is that there's so many people that are probably in similar situations that to you were in, yet you managed to crack the code on how to become someone that wasn't a celebrity. Yeah, it's easy for me. I have a movie about my life. I can go right. on TV, right? But right. most people don't have that. How did you do this? What was the first thing that you did that allowed you to essentially, you had this transformational moment somehow where you like did something like you said, oh, I went on TV. No, 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 no. <laughs> How did you do that? You, I mean, honestly, it's like for me, when it's just like when I started my first business, you know, I never even thought about, what if I can't do this? What if it doesn't work? Okay. What if I fail at this? It was literally just, okay, I'm going to do it. Fair enough. So, so now I might as well just a belief do it. System. You had a belief that you just get it done, yeah, it nothing's going to stop you, Yeah, right? really, n not getting it done never even really okay. crosses my mind with, with pretty much anything, but especially at that moment in my life. So I, 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 I call, I, my mom had a, a friend who was, uh, who was in the seminar industry, done some seminars and speaking for okay. real estate companies and stuff. And I called him up and I said, Hey, you know, you know anything about infomercials? And he said, Hey, I, I do. I know some, I know some people I I've, I've had, you know, I've, I've, I've been in the circle with people that know infomercials okay. and such. And so I made a connection. And then that connection led me to another one. And then I ended up in a studio in Arizona filming an infomercial where, I mean, the reality was they told me like 99 infomercials had failed and I wasn't going to do well. It's always this, this, it's always, I always hear about the same studio in Arizona everyone seems to end up at. And they always <laughs> have the same story. They say, and that 99, don't, it's, it's, I think it must be the same studio everyone goes to. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I think all, I mean, for, for me, it was. Is that the hotbed of it in Arizona or something? I don't think so. I mean, I, I think one of my uh, one of my friends, Dean Graziosi, you probably know. Yeah, of course. Like, it was his studio, and yeah. uh, okay, and and he was really successful yeah. on television. Been great, and you know, I think for me, it's all about look connecting with the best people, right? Okay. And so he, you got to Dean. I got to Dean, and I, I sat down. Now things start to make sense now. Okay, so Dean basically said to you, "Here's what you got to do." Uh, I th actually met Dean when I sat down to film. Um, so it was, it was more of a, like, Hey, just sit down and let's film the show and see if it works thing. And, um, it wasn't like a, here's exactly what you need to Got do. It. Dean okay. didn't know anything about, you know, what I was doing. So he couldn't necessarily help in that regard. Right. He's in the real estate space. Yeah. So, I mean, it was just, he had the studio and they, you know, they wanted shows and he's sure. brilliant at what he does. And, and so he sat, he's, he just sat me down and said, let's go, let's film. It was just like a one take gig. Got and, um, you know, for me, I, I mean, I was nervous. I was, you know, like most, most anybody would be, but I think when I sat down to, to film that show, what made it work was that I, I was a little bit nervous. I was just kind of raw. I wasn't, you know, so polished. I wasn't authentic, like the authentic salesy and all that. I just told my story, you know, and I, and I think that's, that's one of the things, you know, like I said, I'm really good at converting sales through video. And I think it's because, uh, I, I can have this ability, you know, to transfer like 
the feeling, you know, like what I'm feeling to people who are watching things when, you know, uh, when I'm telling my story. And I think that's what people need, right? Like Mm -hmm. you can't, when you get so salesy and so pushy and so all of this, it becomes an unauthentic thing, right? It's just not authentic. I always say people love to buy things they hate to get sold to. Yeah. And so that's, the guys, you come across as just a nice guy telling a really compelling story. It's authentic. It's not pushy. It's sincere, right? And I believed. I I hundred percent believed in it. And what it was, was it? What was the book about? It was the first? Was it? Your, it's called the the first one's called the Hidden Millionaire, Hidden Millionaire, and the other one was called Advertising Profits from Home. So it was basically teaching people how to do what I had done and how to think the way I had thought. And, you know, both things that they really needed to be successful with this. And that's, I'd seen it work for other people, you know, around, uh, around where I lived. So when I went to film that show, like in in my mind, I'd never done this before. I'd never, you know, sold a book, never been on television, but I just thought, hey, I'm going to help a lot of people. You knew it was legitimate. It was, you were giving massive value and that came across, right? Mm -hmm. So was it something that, so once you film this, that's okay. So that's the filming aspect, right? Then there's the whole media buying had that right. whole thing happen so obviously dean had had a show for a long time that was successful and we just plugged right into the media buyers i mean he had all those connections right through this you know through his studio so we plugged into the media buyers they started testing it the show did you know did really well and so from there it just we scaled it and it kind of went crazy for about four years all right so here's the lesson everyone the lesson this is a great now i, I think we really see something important here you, which you, your life crystallizes is that you can go into something without knowing all the steps in the process and the reason is because there's lots of people along the way who will make money helping you because they'll provide the services that you need to help you become successful, right? Right. You didn't try to become an expert media buyer. No, yeah. you found the great media buyers. You didn't try to become an expert filming and infomercial. You found people with a studio. That fil- so in other words, I think the thing to be learned from this is that what you had was a great idea and you had a, an ability and something to, to, to get a point across. Obviously, we're about persuasion now, right. okay, in, in a very authentic way, but also... You simply had something of value to get out there to the world, right? And right. It, and I think what holds people back often is they feel like, well, I don't know how to uh, go out and film or you know work the internet or do, and you don't have to know all. Right. You I mean, especially now, right? I mean, especially now, now. Just, right? Exactly. I mean, it's, it's, like, it's gotten so spoon fed now. But yeah. the point is, is that all it really takes is the desire, this burning desire to succeed. Correct me if I'm wrong here, right? And having something that has massive value and then be willing to do the work, get some things wrong along the way, right? Learn the rules of, you know, not risking everything, right? Right. But people are out there and it's not they're going to help you because of the kindness of their heart. They're in business to help you, correct? Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when when I wrote that book, internet marketing, if you will, like selling a book on on, on the internet or right. on YouTube or Instagram. It wasn't even, there was no Instagram. So like, right, right. didn't even exist, right? Now, being able to get your information out there, you know, whether it's in the form of an ebook or an online course or even a physical book, 
it's it's even easier for people because you don't have to make the connections to get on national television mm-hmm. like I did. You don't have to spend the five and or six hundred thousand dollars a week that I did four and five and six weeks in advance. Like you can sure. you can do this so much easier and so much faster now. But I think what what happens to most people is they feel like like you said they feel like they got to have it all done before they can launch or before they can take one step. They got to know every single thing, before, and that's that's not the way. It never works out possible. that way. And also, if you try to learn all the steps, you'll find out. Oops, I have it wrong i had to pivot somewhere yeah. and you don't know it almost has it opens happens as you plan it but in the same token though you know i don't want people to think one of the things i think is really stupid is say you know oh just you know jump and grow wings on the way down yeah no that's dangerous you need yeah. that little nubby wings to fly which is <laughs> and that and hence what you really do so in other words what you do is you give people roadmaps so let's say an integral part any information marketer or any educator, right? And it's all going online now. It just is, got, it just is, take it for granted. It's not going back to the old days. It's in the, it's bandwidth keeps getting faster and more robust and more available, right? It's just everything's going to be online, right? Okay. Who, who even knows where it's going? But it's, it's online, that's for sure, right? An integral part of monetizing any idea is the ability to essentially get it out there to teach someone something, right? That's the essence, right? Yeah. That's what you do, right? Right, yeah. And I mean- Among our, other things. Yeah, I mean, look, we do a lot of different things, but I think the the biggest thing that, that I've been able to accomplish is taking that information, getting it to people, getting their feedback, which is something that you couldn't really do with television, right? I mean, that was much more difficult. With focus groups years later, like yeah. this instant, like it's almost- like right, this right. is amazing, like yeah. really quick, boom, 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 I've yeah. got information. Now I can go edit and change and make, you know, make some upgrades and updates to my courses that when help even more people. Off, like when do they stop right. listening when they want? Right? Yeah, I mean, the last course that I, that I released, I spent more time on the automations that were helping people get through the course and then give me feedback when they dropped off, then I spent on the actual content of the course. So it's kind of becoming, we're kind of shifting to a marketplace where we want people to to finish our courses. We want them to consume the information. We don't want to just sell the information no. and nobody have access to it or nobody even that uses it, right? Right. In the past, it was harder to track that. It was harder to see that. You know, I sell a million books, how do I know if somebody Who read it? one, right? Now I can track it. And that helps me to make what I'm producing better. Got it. Now, one thing, you know, I had your brother on, and he was amazing, by the way. He's in the, you know, you guys are partners, but you do different stuff. Um, he's more into the sort of the drop shipping, the physical right. side. You're more into the other side of the equation, right? But one thing I said to him, and I'll say it here, so just in case people can relate to it, is that you guys have, have a reputation um, that's very, very defined. It's, it's really consists of two things. You're the absolute best at what you do. Everyone, I know, guys, I just, trust me, I, I'm, I'm giving him the seal of approval because I really mean this and I want to make, no, so you can listen without worrying that it's the right, because it is the right information. There's two things you guys are known for. Number one, having the absolute best of the best products. And number two, you're just wildly ethical. You guys are just known yeah. as being really ethical, right? Yeah. Is that, I mean, no, you just are. It's a fact. I've spoken yeah. to many, many people. Everyone says the same thing. It's something to be, it's, it's a great honor, by the way. And, uh, uh, what do you think the reason is that? What's the secret to that? Because that's a sustainable type of success. Right. Sustainable. You guys will be around forever. What, is it by accident? Is it something that you do that you just put so much time and care into what you teach people? What do you think it is? I, I don't. I actually, I think it's a product of upbringing. I mean, as crazy as that might sound. Well, your brother said something very similar. <clears throat> I mean, my dad. My dad was 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 always on us about doing the right thing. I mean, probably. 
maybe a little even over the top about it, right? And so he kind of just programmed us from from like a really early age to just always do the right thing, do the right thing, do the right thing. Don't just try to make money, do the right thing. Don't just try, you know, don't try to get away with stuff. Do the right, right. thing. It was just constantly programmed right. in us. So like, I mean, when I was in high school, I wasn't the kid that was out partying, drinking, getting in trouble. I mean, I didn't even drink alcohol, I think, till I was probably 26 at all. And wow. never smoked, never, I, my dad always told us, these are these things put you on the wrong path. Right. So like the cover of my of my book, The Hidden Millionaire, it's a guy at the fork in the road. and and he's holding a briefcase and it says, you decide in the middle of it, right? And there's this fork and there's two different paths, right? My dad gave me that picture when I was probably 14 years old. And he said, son, every day in your life, you're going to come to these little forks in the road where you've got to make a decision, right? Might be how how much effort are you going to put into, you know, to your schoolwork today? Or how nice are you going to dress for this job interview or whatever the case may be, right? right. How well are you going to do the job that you're doing, right? And you've got to decide which path you're going to take. Okay. And he said, now, remember that 10 years from now, 15 years from now, it's going to be, you're going to be at a place that's a product of all those many decisions that you've made along the way. And he said, so every time you make the wrong decision, it's putting you on this wrong path. And he said, make sure that you recognize these. So legitimately, like I always think of like the decisions that I'm making in life as like these, I'm at this fork in the road and it doesn't matter if it's the smallest of small things or if it's this gigantic decision I, that I have to I, make. Like this is totally get it. the way I think. So when I'm thinking about what we're doing or how we're doing it or how we're presenting it, you know, I'm always thinking like I'm at this little fork in the road, like I could probably sell more of my stuff if I said things a little, you know, maybe a little hypier, maybe made a few promises that maybe weren't exactly the truth, but I could get away with it, right? But I always look at that as, hey, you know, I do that a few times and I'm going to end up on this this wrong path, this path that, you know, that I don't want to be on. The way I always describe my own life is I went down that bad path and it's almost like, you know, the rationalization, you got to be careful about this, is that... I'll just do it once and then I'll be a pillar. Right. But that doesn't work. Because what happens is your ethical line starts to move a little bit. And next time you step a bit further and a bit further, before you know it, these tiny, imperceptible little moves to the wrong side of the equation and you're doing things you thought you'd never do. Because right. I too was raised really well by parents that instill values. And yet I went down to Wall Street and I know Wall Street could be a tough place and I'm not going to blame Wall Street for corrupting me. But you know, what happened was I made the mistake is I I didn't look at each individual decision as a fork in the road. And I thought that some little corners that could be cut weren't big deals, but they are big deals because they change your decision-making strategy. Because next time you say, well, I did it. It's not so bad. And you start to become lax. I say you can't be half pregnant when it comes to ethics. True or false? That's just true. Right? That's true. And, and that's, you, I mean, that's, that's what you're saying, basically. That's legitimately how I've I've done everything. I mean, look, we've, we've done a lot of different things. Wait, and, but let me stop you. So you've done that, right? Totally ethical. How much have you sold in products? Oh, gosh. I mean- you your brother. Oh, Two ethical guys, never cut corners. <laughs> How much have you sold? I mean, we're hundreds of millions. So hundreds of, of millions. So the message to everyone is you don't have to cut corners. No. Right? You could do it all the right way, make tons. You guys make a ton of money. What would you say to someone? What, in terms of opportunity right now today, as the world stands, right? What are the biggest opportunities that you see? You guys and you, your brother, really got this whole online marketing information. Right. What, where are the big opportunities right now? 
I mean, I personally think it's in this online education space. I mean, this is a billions, billions and billions of dollars industry. I mean, there's tons of people that are just making a fortune. I was just talking to a guy yesterday. We were both at, at one of these events. You I met him at one, one of these, these events. Yeah. Right, you and I are and, and I, he was telling me that he's done, I think it was five or six million dollars a year in sales of an educational product that simply helps people who are who have auto repair dealerships, like car dealerships, right? That just I know, do I auto repair. I know him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that he's doing five or six million dollars a year selling them information, like on how to run a better auto repair shop, right? Like they continue to. The crazy thing is, it's a monthly fee. Like I think it was twelve hundred, thirteen hundred dollars a month that they're paying him. They keep paying because they're getting results. But I just remember thinking to myself, like, wow. I mean, we know about the diet space. We know about the stock investing right. space, the finance space, the make money from the internet, build your own business space. But what about all these other little spaces, these other little niches that people are just making insane money in? And that's just the thing. There's so many people that could help the small business owners, right? With consulting and with education and with helping them run their business better, right? Produce more results. And they just don't realize it yet. You know, they don't realize that they have that information that they can get out there and that they'll get paid for it. But somebody like him changed his life. Of all the things, you sell a lot of courses, right? Right. Um, And they are all awesome. They just are. What's the, for someone that wants to, because I strongly recommend that you at least Google this man and go to his uh-huh. website. No, really, because the stuff is so great, all right? I personally know, know so many people who've gotten rich from, no, seriously, who've gotten rich following your stuff. Seriously, and I wouldn't uh-huh. say that unless it was true, because it is true, right? And I'm not getting paid a penny for any, we don't have an affiliate deal, right? It's no, not like, I'm just saying it because I really believe it, right? Um, but what would the what is the one product that you that you think is the best of all the stuff for the average person that they want to start following? What should they do first? I think it depends, you know, the path you want to go down. If you if you want to be an affiliate, right? Which I mean, there's a ton of money in that, right? That's that's usually how people get their feet wet mm-hmm. in the online space. You don't have right? your own product, you're right? Because you're selling somebody else's stuff. Um, I released a product this year called Partner with Anthony. It's literally seven bucks. It's it's not seven thousand. It's not four thousand. Seven dollars. And I got this idea because, uh, like Adrian said, we do, you know, we do webinars every week for our students. I've been doing them for five years. Uh, and I do you know, well, yeah. Like, I, I mean, that. every single week, never miss. It's just, uh, it doesn't even matter what happens. Our, our dad passed away on a Tuesday. Adrian did his webinar Tuesday night at nine o'clock. I mean, we buried him on a Friday. I did my webinar Thursday night at nine. We never miss. And, uh, and we don't sell. It's just value. It's just yeah. value add. Me too. Same but, I, but I learn. I learned from my students. And I, what I learned was, was that a lot of them can be affiliates. And you see a ton of programs talking about make money as an affiliate. The problem is, let's say you're an affiliate of something and, and you go promote it and you, you sell a bunch of it, right? What, what's happening to those people after they buy that product? You don't know. No. You're just an affiliate, right? So if you're not there to help them, to teach them, to educate them to, on how to use that product, what do you think they do? They don't use it. They're not going to use it. And so a lot of times they ask for a refund. And then all of a sudden, your affiliate commissions that you made get start getting cut smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller because everybody's getting their money back because they don't know what to do. So I built this Partner with Anthony program because I realized, man, like if I could help people promote good 
good products, good tools, good services that uh, that we use, like ClickFunnels, for instance. You know what ClickFunnels course, is. We, yeah. we use it. Uh, we're one of their number one affiliates. And, uh, and the reason is, is because people come into this program and I'm the one that educates. I'm the one that teaches people how to use it. Mm-hmm. But I let all of the people that, uh, that purchase the Partner with Anthony program make all the affiliate commissions. So literally, it's like using me to educate and to sell all these affiliate products for you. And it's just been phenomenal for people that are brand new. We've had, we've sent out over, I think in the last six months, uh, we've built this to over maybe 20, 25,000 people that are in it. And I mean, we're sending thousands of commission checks every single month to people because they're actually making money. And the reason is, is because they're doing it the right way. So it's, and that's the reason why I made it such a a ridiculously low cost, because I wanted people to see that you can make money as an affiliate. You can make money if you do things the right way. And if you have a little help along the way, it makes it a little easier. Sure. So in other words, the idea is that, um, it's just a, for people that don't know anything about this, knows when you're an affiliate, essentially, you're driving traffic or creating some flow of traffic to buy someone else's product, right? Right, And then they'll pay you some sort of royalty or commission for doing that, right? right. And then the idea is that uh, if you're not careful, the problem is that then people start returning that product and you start getting discounts because eventually like the old stuff starts catalyzing the new stuff because you're getting refunds yeah. because they paid you the first month then too much eh, so you get it's just it's just compounding confusion yeah. to people yeah, yeah and so now when you buy the partner with anthony program you can just refer people back to it and it sells and teaches at the same time Got so it. it gives you a, a mechanism an ecosystem to put people into sure so that they make money they they're able to to learn yeah. and only buy the things that they need for their for their business and not a bunch of stuff that they don't need. And can we put that link up here? What's the, what's the link here? What is, how do we find that course? So it's a, well, you can put it up on the I'll give you a link. You can put, put it up the link, on the screen. We'll put the link up on the screen. Anthony. Excellent. And then of all the courses that you have created, what's the one you're most proud of? Honestly, that one. Really? Yeah. Because, because you know, it's the it's the latest one that I put out. It's, it's seven bucks a month. I mean, we're, we're not getting rich off of it, right? right? I mean, I've got courses that have done millions and millions of dollars. I think that one was kind of like the culmination of, of everything that I've tried to teach and tried to do in that in that affiliate marketing space for like the newbie, right? The person that's 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 never built an online business and is just trying to figure out how in the world do I make this internet pay me something? You know what I mean? Right. Like just that that person, right? Like how do, how are all these people making this money? I like that because I spent so much time on it. The, it's so step by step, and it's only seven bucks. I have courses that are, you know, up to five thousand, six thousand dollars, and I did this one, and I did it at a ridiculously low price. And I'll be honest with you, it's probably got more information and more content in it wow. than any of the other ones. Now, <clears throat> are you going to make millions of dollars with it? No right? Uh, we have a course called Digital Marketing Academy that teaches people how to build their own courses, right? Much more expensive course, much bigger upside when you're, you know, when you're in the information marketing. But it's business. a good way to get started. Very good way to get started. Right? And then you could take some of the profits and then you could start buying right. other courses if you want to increase your knowledge base even further, right? Yeah. And then you're learning. And so what, what you learn, 
you can now go and sure. create a course of and it, then right? sell it yourself and sell so, and sell it yourself and help people yourself. Right, because the only difference is an affiliate. You're driving traffic to sell someone else's product instead of your own. So now, when so so essentially, by it's an interesting philosophy because now you've cracked the code for driving traffic. Now, hey, wait, let me come up with a product too and sell my own product. Right, right? and that's exactly that's the evolution I like that. that I, I love that it. I you know that I teach is love it. Start here. Because here is is easier, right? There's there's less of those road bumps that you got to go through, but then once you master this and once you learn this, like the real money is in publishing your own course, creating your own course, doing your own webinars, you know, selling your own self, sure. and then helping people along the way, the same way that that you've been helped, right? And so I think it's a it's a it's a very logical evolution. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the biggest mistake that most people in this space in this information marketing space uh you know they've had a little bit of success maybe driving some traffic what's what stops them from getting to that level where they can actually make full-time money there's a lot of people they they, they dabble but they don't ever make that what's the what's the biggest mistake what do you think holds people back because there's so much opportunity out there that it's almost like you know it's a shame that people like so many come and go they don't what do you think that's about though i think the I, i think two things Number one is they're usually doing it the wrong way, right? Like they're, they're usually trying to find some kind of shortcut, right? Poor because, strategy. because somebody sold them a course that said, hey, here's the $1,000 in 10 days blueprint, right? I mean, anytime you see that kind of stuff, you should just know right off the bat they're full of shit. Like right. it just isn't, I mean, there is no make $1,000 in 10 days, make $40,000 in 400 days. This is right. crap, right? right like right. this is, so- the first thing is most of them have bought that. They've tried it. Uh, they, you know, newsflash, they didn't make the $1,000 in 10 days. Now they have no confidence in themselves because they feel like it's their fault when the reality is they never really had a chance in the first damn right. place to make right. any money. And so they, they go into everything with this skeptical mindset, this mindset that, hey, you're probably going to scam me. Right, but I'm going to buy your course anyway because I'm compelled to continue to buy I'm, stuff. I'm desperate because but, I'm not living the life at, I want. Yeah, right? but at the end of the day, like it's probably not going to work for me. So when you go into stuff with that mindset, there's just there's zero chance yeah. you're going to be successful. So I think that that's the number one thing, and I think the number two thing is is that especially in the course publishing world, like for for the people that are publishing their own courses, right, and they're trying to make them work, but they. They can't make them work, right? They cannot figure out how to make them profitable. I think the biggest difference in what we do and what they do is, is that we focus on the back-end monetization of everything, right? So if we get a lead into our into onto our email list, right? We have a four and a half year email and all kinds of other stuff, whether it's direct mail, phone calls, SMS, mini chat messages on Facebook, the whole nine yards. We have a four and a half year automated monetization process that takes place. So if you opt into my email list for four and a half years, there's a pathway. I'm going to be marketing to you in some way, shape or form. And it's all, it's all, you know, obviously based on what actions and and action that you take or don't take. Right. And so for us, it becomes less about if I spend a dollar on my Facebook ad, did I make a dollar back today? Right, because Life of, lifetime value of the customer. Because we've increased the lifetime value of our sure. customer to such a ridiculous rate that we can outspend anybody now, because you, we know our numbers. Do you teach that to people as well? Yes. How to set up that? Or so how would someone buy that product? Well, that's our digital marketing academy. So that's what's going to take somebody. 
Um, and I mean, you can put a link on the screen for that. But here's the thing: that is not for the person that doesn't have no, a business, no, no, no. The and they're like, "Oh my!" It's for a consultant that's tired of spending all their time on the telephone, or for a consultant that can only talk to so many people in a week, so they're limited to how much money they can make. Sure. Or for somebody that has information and wants to build a digital course, or maybe they have one, but it's just not to the seven-figure, eight-figure, you know, level yet. Sure. That's who that course is for. But it teaches you how to build a real business. Got it. Not how to just sell a I product. Yeah, yeah. And that's where people make the mistake. They think that it's a real business. They're selling one product. Name me one place that sells one product. I don't know one. Me neither. Because real businesses don't just sell one product. Right. And that's where where information marketers get lost. They think I got one product, I got one thing, I'm going to sell it, and now I've got a business. No, you have a product. You don't have a business. Got it. Um, where do you see, so you said you see the big future in like right now in education, right? Info marketing basically, right? Um, so in other words, can you, could you explain that for, um, in, in the context of like someone listening saying, okay, like I'm an ex, it's like the expert space basically. Like, you know, if you're an ex, is it that? Yeah. I mean, in, I, I had to say this expert space because not everybody's an expert, but they've still got some. Look, if you're just better at this than me, right? right you might not be an expert, relative but expert. I can learn a lot. You're a relative from you. expert. Then it's good. Then it's good money spent. Yeah, I mean, I think it's in the space of teaching people how to do things. Like, think about what what do people what do most people use YouTube for? They go there because, like, for me, my uh, my car is is a real pain for me to figure out how I have many different cars. And so when right. I go to try to get the put the gas in one of my cars, oftentimes I forget how to get the gas thing to pop open. Okay. Get the little thing to pop open so I could put the gas in there. I know this sounds like a really ridiculous thing, but it it it's very true. I go to YouTube and I Google eh. how do I pop the gas cap on the Rolls Royce and it Get, tells me where the button is because it's hidden. I can't find it. I mean, this happens constantly. I did it. I actually did because you know, I, I of course know how to make a tie, but I wanted to make a perfect tie. And I, I didn't like my knot. I was like, you know, I'm going to learn a new knot. So you go to the internet, right? How do you make a men's tie? Right? There you go. You learn. So people are searching for solutions to their problems, for answers to their questions. Mm -hmm. So if you can create the courses that answer those questions or solve those problems, right. you can make a fortune. Got it. There's spaces that I would have never thought the survival space, right? Preppers. You know what this is? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, yeah. so like, I know I, li I live in the mean South. Like, mean, like, think, mean like for the preparing for the end of the... Are preparing for natural disasters. Yeah, preparing yeah, yeah. For, be prepared for fires. Be prepared for hurricanes. Be prepared for tornadoes. Be yeah. prepared for the, the power grid to go off. I mean, the thing is, it's like, that's a big industry. I mean, a couple, like probably five or six years ago, I knew a guy who was making $20 million a year selling information on how to create your, what is it, bug out bag? Like it's the bag that you're preparing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You run with this bag. This is the one bag. Like legitimately making $20 million a year teaching people how to create one of the, what to put in those bags. And I just thought to myself like, wow, I'm in the wrong space. Like I should be, but I mean, think about it. We've heard about car, auto repaired car dealerships. We've heard about survival people. Sure. I mean, there's such a huge desire for information and education and it's not Indeed. getting any smaller. Right. Yeah. And and we both know that many, especially millennials, they're they're making a lot of them are making the choice not to spend forty thousand dollars a year on college. Right. They're making the choice to spend four thousand dollars a year on this education on the Internet that's going to teach them how to build a business. Because sure. the reality is I didn't go to medical medical school. I could have, but I right. didn't. Right. I got a biology degree and I've never once used it in this online business. I've done hundreds of millions of dollars. 
I have no use for this degree. Got it. You know? And so I think that a lot of, it's just going to be more and more and more people wanting to learn this stuff. Makes sense. All right, guys, we're going to now end, as we usually do here, as we always do, the video portion. We're going to keep going now. But listen, this has been an awesome podcast. The link's going to be on the screen right now because you got to check his stuff. Anthony's stuff is amazing. Uh, we're going to keep going now to the audio portion. We're going to go on to Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to this stuff, all right? Share this with your friends. There's so much information here. Let's keep going now. I want you to tell me your biggest mistake. Oh, gosh. In this case, like, you know, in your journey here. What's we only the have one- 10 minutes for this? <laughs> Give me one real doozy in the context that, you know, that people can learn from it. You know, I think... One of the biggest mistakes that I made was thinking I knew everything because I had built a lot of businesses without, really without help, right? I mean, when I filmed my first infomercial, nobody taught me like how to get on a camera and sell something. I just did that innately. When I built my first business uh, selling car parts, nobody taught me how to do that. I didn't seek any information about right. that. Like I just said, oh, okay, I'm going to piece this all together. And I did great. There's I no doubt. I think in the early days, there wasn't as much info out there. As Certainly well, not right? as yeah. much. Certainly yeah. not as much. There was some. There wasn't as much as there is now. But I think even having started in, in, in that way, as I moved forward, you know, I didn't join masterminds. I didn't go seek out information from people. I did everything my own way. I started my own seminar company. I never went to a seminar before I did it. I did zero like market research, zero anything. I just said, I wanted to do a seminar. I want to teach people how to market credit cards. So I went and filmed another television show, ran it, went straight up to uh, North Carolina or South Carolina and walked on the stage and said, what's up, everybody? We're here to learn. I mean, that was my introduction to the seminar world. I didn't ever seek out information before I did things. And look, that was a wildly profitable business. We had the largest internet marketing seminar company in the country for eight years. But I can't imagine how much better it would have been. Sure. If I had have gone to the people like Robert Kiyosaki or, you know, the people that were doing it and said, hey, can you help me with this? What are the biggest mistakes that you've made that I could avoid, right? The pitfalls. Yeah, it always helps to have a someone to model. But I respect the fact, though, in some level, you know, it's good to have an internal compass to know what sounds right to you. But yeah, you should definitely mix that. I always believe you should start with a model, at least see what's working, what's not working. Something's going to be pretty obvious to avoid, right? But it's always good to have a model. What do you, um, where do you see the future in terms of, you know, I know info space, yes, teaching, right? But um, what do you think about in terms of like, you know, with 5G coming, how do you think this stuff is going to impact? Like, you know, you think it's one of those things where like um, the course is going to get more interactive anymore, like virtual reality. What do you think about this stuff? And have you tried to embed any of this in your own teachings? I think that a lot of, I think what's going to happen is, is more, more information is going to be delivered through apps. Like right now, you sign up for a course, you got to log into a website to to watch it, it for the most part, right? Especially all the info marketers. I think eventually what we're going to see is people are going to start delivering that information in apps. I think you're right. So that you can go on your phone, click this, because it's it's with us all the time, right? And we it, it's like people spend more time with their cell phone. I mean, I spend more time with my cell phone than anything else. Like, there's nothing attached to me more than that phone. It sleeps closer to me sometimes than my wife does, depending on how much she is at me today. So, I mean, like, we're talking about, like, it's always with you, you know? And I think when you deliver information 
on a platform that people like to use because people love to use their phone, they're going to use that information more. They're going to consume it at a higher rate. So I feel like as the as the speed of that internet increases mm-hmm. on your phones, you're going to see a lot of our our courses delivered and and optimized in a way that that suits mobile users even more so than desktop users. Got it. When you're making your stuff right now, do you always take the mobile user into account? You're always thinking about optimizing for mobile? You know, I wish I could say that we did. I wish I could say that every time I publish something, I look at it on my phone first, but I don't. I, do I'm I, still like I, old I learned school. my lesson the hard way, I, and I have just started doing that because like I thought it was so beautiful. I'm like, what the hell is that? Oh, that's how it looks on mobile. I didn't really. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks terrible. And then you get an email from a customer. You're like, Shut up. What did I right. Do? Uh, so, you know, I look like an idiot now. <laughs> and so I think that I think that will become more important. You know, like right now we try to persuade people not to access our stuff on mobile phones because we know that it's not that they're not fast enough. You got these videos that they're trying to load and it sure. takes forever. But I think as the speed increases, we're going to start pushing people more in that direction because it's it's just it only makes sense because they're with the phone all the time. So it's going to be easier to program somebody and and teach somebody, "Hey, you know, when you've got a 15-20 minute lunch break, why not instead of texting and Instagramming, why not turn that phone on and watch one of these modules in your course, you know?" And I think that's probably the way that we're going to be we're going to see in the next 4 or 5 years. Last question, what would you say to someone that is not in a great spot right now financially. That's that kind of in a job they don't love, feeling like they lost a spark, um, <clears throat> and you know they don't know kind of how to get out of their own way. What would you say to that? But what's the first step for someone? Should they just go in and check out that that program at seven dollars? Is that a good first step? You think? I mean, I, look. First of all, the partner with Anthony program, I think it's great for anybody that wants to to start their first business, make a little bit of money in the process, not get you know, get rich, but get, but make money while you're learning, right? While you're learning, Earn how to, while you're learning, or while you're, while you're doing this and, and do it in a way that's, that's got far less opportunities for you to hurt yourself. And, and because I'm taking care of most everything for you, but I will say this before even buying a course, you know, before buying anybody's course, if you're in this bad spot and you don't know what you're going to do, like the one thing that I have the luxury, if you want to call it, of seeing is at a very young age, seeing somebody go from, my dad used to tell me that he would chase the, the, the milk truck when he was younger to get a carton of milk because they were so poor. He would go to the Salvation Army. And uh, even to this day, like, you know, uh, my brother told you we did some charity stuff for, um, for children. Um, so it's something that I was really passionate about. And I, I always had empathy for underprivileged kids. And, and so uh, I started that uh, Christmas for Kids thing when I was probably 22, 23 years old. Um, and I, even, even at that point, that was with the Salvation Army, that, my, that my, dad, my dad didn't love the Salvation Army because he used to tell me that he would go there at just needing food. And they, you know, they wouldn't give you food. They wouldn't give him any food. He didn't have, they didn't have any food, right? And he just, that's how poor he was. And then I watched him go to the top. He owned apartment complexes and real estates and banks and hotels and all this stuff. And then I watched one mistake, rip it all away. And I saw him go right back down to the bottom, right? How much was he worth at his peak, your dad? And I don't know how much he was at his very peak. I mean, it was before we were born. When we were, uh, when he had me, he said, he decided, no more risk taking. He was going to just go, some, you know, do what he needed to do to be successful, but not be taking all these yeah, risks by yeah. banks and all this stuff. And so 
he when he when he retired, which was I was 15 years old, and I'm 36 now, so a long time ago, 20 years ago, uh, he was worth maybe two million dollars or so. But this was 20 years ago. This was okay. a lot of money. You know, he right. felt like he could live a lifetime on that. Sure. And um, and I watched him go like multi millionaire status. Everything was good, right? To rock bottom again. And I, you know, it's a it's an interesting perspective as a as a child to see that, but then also as someone who fixed the problem yeah. and then sees what, you know, what that does to his life and, and how it impacted mine. Like even today, um, I mean, man, I save money. Like I know I might have a Rolls Royce and this and that and the other, but like I spend such a minute amount of my money because I think in the back of my head, I'm always programmed to think like, what, remember what happened to dad? Like he lost it all real fast. Like don't be a dumbass. Don't, don't go buying things. Don't go buy an Island just because you want an Island. Like, Buy the things that you need, buy some things that make you happy, but like, don't be right. too much of a risk taker and too frivolous. And I think that it's the, the unique perspective of seeing how a person feels when they're in the spot you're talking about, where they, they've lost it all or they, they feel like there's no way out. And then seeing how, how that can, can come full circle. I think you have to really take a minute to understand that the position you're in, like the story of your life today doesn't have to be like the story of your life when, when life is done. Like you can rewrite your story at any time. You don't have to, just because you've been down this terrible path or just because you hate life right now because you lost your job or you have no money or you've, you've been the idiot, like the dumb person in the class for your whole life. It doesn't mean that that's how it has to end, right? Like you just have to make that, that shift in your mind to have more confidence in yourself, to have less self-doubt because that's what robs you of success. Adrian's a prime example. He was told in high school he was an idiot, that he didn't need to be in the, he needed to go to special classes. And all his computer teacher failed him in keyboard typing. <laughs> he made $30 million with one product on the internet, <laughs> but he was too dumb to, to pass keyboard typing or whatever, computer. The thing is, people are always going to try to bring you down. And you've just simply got to have a shift in your mind that takes all that negative, all that stuff that's holding you back and puts it in a place that you that you don't ever access it. Because without some positivity, without some belief in yourself, you can buy all the courses you want. You're not going to make any money. There you go. Love it. Wow. Great advice from a great man. Check out his stuff. Seriously, it's well worth it. Just, just at least just watch some of their videos just to start, get acclimated. I love that part with anything is amazing as well as everything else. Thanks for coming on here. It was a pleasure, both you and your bro, and I'm sure we'll speak again very soon. Absolutely, man. All right, guys, take care, everyone. Enjoy this episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Actually, and share it with everyone you know because it's worth it. Take care.